Hey, and welcome to episode 315 of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today is episode 315, how to get nine times the prospects to raise their hand with Tom Madsen. Now, this is one of... Uh, the most uh, life-changing and business-changing episodes that I've ever recorded. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I applied what I've learned from this interview that Tom said, and uh, we literally, within 30 days, made an extra £120,000. So, <laughs> I'm like, the proof is in the pudding. I love to do this kind of interviews where... I learn something, I apply it, my business grows, so make sure you listen very carefully. Now, if you don't know about Tom, let me tell you. Tom is an international best-selling author and seminar presenter, and he has been able to share his message of business success and failure to more than 100,000 people on four continents. He has been interviewed in Success Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, literally hundreds of radio and TV shows across North America and the world, sharing the secrets of business success learned from his business ventures and from his personal interviews with more than 204 business leaders. And most importantly, his personal coaching clients have generated more than 100 million in sales in dozens of industries. And Entrepreneurs hire Tom to build seven and eight-figure authority businesses for them fast um, because uh, most are so busy wearing all their hats doing things they don't love. And uh, uh, what it does is uh, to guarantee, is to have programs that guarantee them a return of a million dollars in income within two years. And if you're thinking about how can you guarantee a million dollars in income within two years, well, you learn this in the interview because we are going to talk about how to shift the risk from your prospect shoulders to your own shoulders when you are closing a sale and you're creating your programs, how to identify the biggest risk your prospect face when working with you, and also to create the boldest possible guarantees that you can create. And as I mentioned, I've been implementing just a fraction of what I've learned in this interview, and we added within 30 days, uh, uh, no joke, under 20,000 pounds to our business. So thank you, Tom. And uh, this is for everyone who wants to listen to a great interview. Now, also, Tom is running the Strategic Alliance Summit, uh, which is uh, a summit where you are invited to create virtual deal-making and networking with some of the top players in the industry. Uh, the, the summit happens on January the 5th and 7th, and uh, there is a link in the um, uh, there is a link in the show notes. So it is absolutely free to attend, and it also by registering you have eight legal templates to create joint venture and strategic alliances, which is more than sixty five thousand dollars of legal templates <laughs> um, to create uh, um, uh, joint ventures and to create partnerships with people. So it is insane. I will be there, Strategic Alliance Summit, on January 5th and 7th, 2021. Make sure you register. The link is in the show notes, literally at the top 
of the show notes. And also, if you scroll down, you can connect with Tom through his website, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can reach out to him. Um, if you're new to the podcast and you have not registered, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. We release uh, two episodes a week. Um, one is an episode with a guest uh, or a case study with a client. And another one is uh, a solo episode that I do where we share some of the behind the scenes of the things that we do in GTEx in, in our companies. And uh, if you then want to be part of the community, then make sure you join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. It's an invitation-only community, so you will need to answer the application questions. Then we will check, then see if you are, uh, if we like what we see, then we will let you in. So it's a very curated, even if it's free, it's a curated community of uh, people that are listeners to this podcast and uh, they want to collaborate, they want to help and support each other. So is uh, Explode Your Expert Biz Community on Facebook. And uh, as well, make sure that you leave us a review if you like what you hear in the episode. Subscribing and leaving a review means a lot. It really helps the podcast. So having said that, it's time to get started. Episode 315, how to get nine times the prospects to raise their hand with Tom Mudson. Enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And today I'm here with the one and the only Tom Mudson. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing awesome, Simone. I'm very excited to be here. Although I will, I will say I was nervous because I don't like to be exploded. So I was a little worried when I saw your title, when you invited me to come on, that you explode the experts. But I realize now you're just talking about the wisdom and knowledge. I can handle that. I can, can, handle can you handle Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, because exploding people is just so much messy. And there's paperwork and you got to change names and you got to move countries. And, you know, well, that's why you went from Italy to the UK, I imagine. I couldn't stay there anymore. I couldn't stay there anymore. Uh, You're exploding too many experts, were you? That's great. It looks like like you know too much. So you ain't that innocent yourself. Hello to our friends at the NSA. Okay, we're good. Uh, uh, there are also there is a there are also some of our clients here on our call on this call so they might they, they will ask some questions at the end as part of the q a this is fabulous a, love that idea what a great idea interactive podcast dialogue that, that's Beautiful. that, that that's, what, that's what we are trying to do and uh, we like building bring, bringing communities together and getting people to know the incredible experts like yourself that we have on our that's show. how we met same idea alex was doing something and we met the exactly the same way so love so, it Tom, tell us a bit more uh, for people that don't know about you. Uh, I mean, you started uh, 87 businesses. <laughs> that, what Clearly, I can't focus and I just definitely deserve not to be an employee. <laughs> so uh, t- tell us a bit more about your background uh, so we can get started from there. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I, there were basically in the last 37 years, there's three eras or sections to my entrepreneurial life. The first 10, 12 years, I was helping local independent businesses start and scale. Bricks and mortar, restaurants, cafes, chocolate cafes, retailers, um, service businesses. Um, This was all BG for you kids out there. That's before Google. So it was all before (laughs) Google existed. You know, we had to do it the old school way. And, uh, you know, a small, a small, low cost business was 50, 60, 70,000. Most were 150, 200,000. So I, I find it more than a little humorous when people say 10,000 to start my business now. Oh, that's so much money. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, try opening a restaurant and see how far 10,000. Oh, absolutely. I can. Right? Yeah. I built 187 coffee bars that barely got you the espresso machine. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was the first, uh, 
decade or, or a little bit over a decade. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it and adored it. It was a lot of fun. And then I had several clients that wanted to grow and expand their business. And so we started to get into franchising and licensing and high-end business in a box and different ways to scale. Uh, and what I realized was most of my time, I was talking people out of that. I think most franchises, frankly, are a ripoff. They shouldn't be franchising. They have nothing unique about what they're doing. But every so often, we'd have something that was truly unique, and I'd work with them, and we'd scale it and take it across the globe. And uh, that was a lot of fun, a lot of growth. And uh, during that time, I managed to meet Michael Gerber and become an EMIF mastery coach and mm. help structure systems and growth and scale at scale. Um, and so that was a, a lot of fun and very challenging and very rewarding. And then the last 10 years, I've shifted, to, I've sort of narrowed my focus to what I call helping authority entrepreneurs create global movements, seven, eight figure businesses around their calling, their mission and legacy. Um, I still like uh, helping entrepreneurs make money, but I find that it's more inspiring for me if that money has a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. So whether, you know, whether it's our do good and make money summits or our structured high ticket programs, we find authority entrepreneurs and, and help them structure everything and scale it kind of similar to a lot of the work you do. Well, it's very, it's incredibly fulfilling. Uh, I agree with you because um, uh, you can see the ripple effect that your work is doing. You can see the impact that you are making in their life and their businesses, and they are making impact in other people's life and other people's businesses. And that's how in our own little way, myself, yourself, we're all making, and the other people we work with, they're making an impact and making this world a better place to live in. Yeah, and the only thing I would, I, would, I would challenge that is it's not our own little way, because to those people and to their clients, it's everything. And, you know, it may be little in the grand scheme of the global economy, but in yeah. terms of their world and their clients, yeah. right, it's, it's an absolute game changer. Two out of three small businesses fail in the first six years today with all the knowledge and all the wisdom and all the free training like we're doing now, I mean, I'm gonna give a business strategy that I literally would have paid $100,000 to learn that has made me tens of millions for me and my clients. I'm gonna share it for free on this call today. And all that sort of information is out there and still two out of three businesses fail in the first six years. Like that's a uh, lot of drama, let's start, a lot let's of start chaos. With this. Let's start with this. Like, what do you think then is the reason? Like you have mm. uh, all, you mentioned all the knowledge is out there. All the information yeah. is out there. You can Google everything. You can find everything on YouTube. You can see, you can find everything on podcasts. So why so many businesses fail? I think there are three main reasons. There's a whole bunch of particular reasons for any given business, right? Any given business, it could be a combination of reasons. But I think there's three big ones. At least that's what we looked at. We have a for-profit enterprise, and then we have a non-profit enterprise. And that non-profit, it's called the Entrepreneur Empowerment Institute. And we study mm -hmm. this. And our mission is to reverse the failure rate of small business across the globe. So talk about a high challenge. We want two out of three to succeed instead of two out of three to fail. So we put literally millions of dollars researching that very question. And you know what? No one's ever asked me that question in a podcast. I love that. Hang on a sec. That's brilliant. Okay. So let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm thinking. The, the first is they, uh, most people when they're building their business, take what works as an employee and apply it as an entrepreneur, specifically this. As an employee, you are meant to be the most important person. You're meant to be essential to that company. So you get promoted. So you, they don't fire you and so on. As an entrepreneur, if you're the most essential person in your business, 
well, you don't have a business. You have a job with economic risk. You have the worst of both worlds. And as Michael Gerber used to tell me, the worst part is you're working for an idiot and the idiot is you because you've created a business that's totally dependent on you. So that's Mm -hmm. the first mistake I find people make is they, they transfer and it's totally understandable, right? You're an excellent employee. You're really good at what you do. You want to go out on your own. And so you, you are the center of your business. Like that's a normal thing. And in fact, for me, the difference between a small business owner and an entrepreneur is that wisdom, (laughs) is that awakening to where, hey, wait a second, being the center of my business kind of sucks. I can't scale it. I can't reach more people. I can't take a month off without all my income disappearing. And so that's the first shift. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Absolutely. I can mm-hmm. I can definitely see uh, a lot of it that the people that we work with or even like uh, talking about myself uh, when I started, which actually we have something in common because uh, uh, the Emit the, uh, the Dream Room was uh, the first business course that I took. Oh, fantastic! fantastic. And uh, I was twenty two. Uh, at the time and I asked I still asked my mom uh, so just last year then good, good, good uh, basically good. yeah last year and <laughs> I remember that I asked my mom for 800 pounds uh, about like a thousand dollars because they were doing a beta class in the UK and it was the first uh, time it was branched out in the UK with some UK facilitators and it was online so I remember that when in that moment uh, like I, I'm really grateful that my first business training told me not to be a technician, yep. which I ended up being a technician anyway, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, but if you're aware, and, at least if you're aware of it, like you're not going to change that overnight, but awareness is the start, mm-hmm. right? Awareness is the start. And that leads to the second one. And that is, if you're spending more time working on your business than in your business, you will figure out whatever it takes to make your business thrive. True. What a lot of us get stuck is busy doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. We're in our business. We're going, 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 going. And no wonder we don't see it coming. <laughs> whatever it is, a train, COVID, Brexit, whatever the latest it is, mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. see it coming because we're busy in the business, doing it, doing it, doing it, as Michael used to say. And my experience is if you force yourself to work on your business, you either start or join great masterminds. Right. That's how we met. We were we met yeah. in a in a one day mastermind from a mutual friend, Alex. And and when you're working on your business, you seek those out. When you work in your business, you don't have time for that. <laughs> right. Because you're busy. It's not like it's not like you know, you've got extra hours in the day over me. We all have the same hours. It. Mm-hmm. It's how we apply them. And so that's I think the second reason. And then the third reason is we confuse strategy and tactics. We confuse strategy and tactics. And I'll give you my favorite example relates to marketing because most businesses think more clients solves the problem, right? Mm -hmm. You do this Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. More clients solves the problem. Well, I've been fortunate. I learned very early on in my career how to get more clients rapidly anywhere, anytime with anyone if you were selling on value, not price. Yep. And what I can tell you is that more clients fast usually creates a lot more problems than it solves. True, true, <laughs> so true. Yeah, and I remember hearing that early in my business career, like, oh, that's the worst problem you can have, more clients than you can handle. You know what? I would, in my naive I would have world. Paid, though. Like at the beginning, you're like, but I wish I had that problem. My problem yeah. right now is that I don't have enough. But then you arrive to a point where it breaks, it breaks. 
This is well, and that's why that's why stra distinguishing strategy from tactics is so important. So uh, I'll give you an example. Um, right now, my chief operations officer, uh, who lives in Australia, his favorite phrase that he brings up just about every strategic planning meeting we have, and we meet once a week to work on our business, mm -hmm. is who, not how, Tom. Who, not how. So we have a challenge. Something comes up. We want to solve it or an opportunity. We want to pursue it. Instead of how do we do that or how do we fund that or how do we pull it off, David now asks, who, not how, who, not how. And it's such a powerful distinction because that is a strategy question to where you can look and say, okay, right? How do I, how do I pull that off involves more of your effort, mm -hmm. but who is a strategic thing to say, well, could I, could I partner with this person or could I join forces with this person? We just signed an agreement on Sunday. So as we record this just a couple of days ago for a major international virtual summit on doing joint ventures and strategic alliances. Mm -hmm. And it's something I taught myself for five years. I'm actually one of the best I know at it. I didn't need a partner on it, but we were wanting to make the shift from small, you know, 50, 100 person events to more than a thousand in a live virtual event. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't done that in that scenario. Yeah. And this is a very different event. No speakers, no talks. It's all joint venture and deal making the whole event long. So I want a thousand people and I don't want like 400. I want a thousand minimum in the room. And so we started asking that who, not how, who, not how. And literally in the last seven days, we now have five major strategic alliances that we've done that will each of them generate a thousand potential. Mm -hmm. Each of them, all of them to combine together, build enough redundancy that we'll be able to smash that through the target. And I'm so excited, but that would not have come if we weren't asking the strategy question, such we were stuck question. on the tactics. Right? That's How do we convert? How do we invite more people? Stuff like that. Does that make sense? It makes total sense, and uh, is uh, such a great question to be, to ask. Um, I actually never thought about this in this way. So, taking notes. Well, and it happens all the time in marketing. Like people, I don't use the term sales or marketing because I find entrepreneurs get confused about what those are. Instead, I use the term lead generation and lead conversion. Yeah. Because from a strategy point of view, it's either a lead generation activity. Or it's a lead conversion activity. True, true, true. Or it's neither, in which case it's not strategic. <laughs> so that's uh, fine as long as you recognize, okay, that billboard on the side of the road probably is a nice ego thing because I drive by it every day, but it's not going to get me any clients. Uh, in, in the next five minutes, I would love to ask you now. So we're mentioning uh, in terms of like getting people to raise their hand, I think is a beautiful segue now to what yes. we're going to talk about. Uh, lead it. generation, lead conversion. So that's the theme. And uh, uh, so what strategies do you find uh, that has been really successful for you and your clients to generate more leads? Because our clients get this, ask us this question consistently and uh, it's important to have different strategies, different uh, ways to attract leads. So what is the one that you found? The good news is this is the best strategy you will ever use. It's better than all your other strategies combined. And I can prove it. <laughs> sounds that's like that's a bold claim. That, that, that's, that sounds like something I would love to hear. So, I, call, uh, I call it strategic risk reversal. Um, my mentor, Jay Abraham, taught me to call it that. I'd been using it for several years before I started spending big money with Jay. And then Jay took me to a whole nother level. It's a guarantee done right. 
It's a guarantee done right. And so we call it strategic risk reversal because that's what it is. You're taking the risk off of your prospect's shoulders and you're putting it on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. When you do that right, you get literally nine times as many people raising their hands to say, hey, tell me more about that. What are you doing, Simone? I'd like to learn more. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You don't do nine times as much sales because if you guarantee results, guess what you do? You screen your clients better, your prospects, you screen them. You don't need any training. You don't need any course on it. If you're going to guarantee because someone now results. The, the, the pressure is on you as well totally. to get the right client on board so you can deliver because you know that the payment is linked to the results that you provide. Is that exactly. right saying that? Yep, perfect. And now there are six steps to do that. And I think we got time we can go through all six steps. You're not going to master this listening. If you're listening in for the first time, if this is a brand new idea, I challenge you to learn more about the concept. We've got a lot of free training. A lot of other people teach this concept, but we've learned to master it because it's really a game changer for entrepreneurs. The first step is identify the biggest risks your prospects face when working with you. Mm-hmm. Now, for most, it's time and money, but there's also other risks, Right. Are you going to get divorced, (laughs) right? For some of us, if we sign a big deal with someone and we don't bounce it off our significant other, we could get divorced if it ends up crashing, right? If you're in a corporation, Mm -hmm. right? People used to say IBM stood for inferior but marketable. (laughs) But here's the thing. No one ever got fired for hiring IBM. But if you hire Joe down the street and his kid and it didn't work, you could be fired. So there's a risk of being fired. There's a risk of losing money. There's a risk of being divorced. What are the big risks in working with you? So that's the first step. Identify all the big risks. You with me on that one, Simone? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Second, you create the biggest possible guarantee you can create for them. And I'll give you a couple of quick examples. I was building indoor golf training centers. We ended up taking this brand public on the Toronto Stock Exchange. We were teaching golfers how to golf better, mm-hmm. right? And talk yep. about an addict, or if you know any golfers, like they're always addicted to getting better. Well, we found a way to literally guarantee results and improve their handicap, they call it in golf, dramatically. In fact, it was literally five to 10 years of improvement in three months. Mm-hmm. When we started to test it though, what we found was they didn't want their money back if the result wasn't there. They wanted the result. That was the most so important thing for them. That was the most important thing. So what we found was, or we will work with you until you get there, was way more powerful than, or we'll give you your money back. Sure. Right? So the biggest, boldest guarantee is not always giving someone their money back. In fact, you'll see in a moment, we recommend not giving their money back in your guarantee structure if you're selling yep. wisdom and knowledge. And we'll tell you why it's better for them and better for you in a moment. So come up with the biggest, boldest possible guarantee. Then number three, uh-oh, work. <laughs> Figure out how to deliver. Figure out how to deliver on that guarantee. And I gave you some insight earlier when I talked about our summit. We have how many strategies did I tell you about? Five, right? Got Five different yeah. strategies, each capable of putting a thousand people in that event. Mm-hmm. That type of redundancy is a big part of how you guarantee results for clients. If you're selling wisdom and knowledge, you need to give them skills, accountability, and mentorship, Mm -hmm. not just knowledge. You know, um, I've had the pleasure of sharing the stage with a lot of the big icons in our space, like you have too, Simone. Tony Robbins told me 3% of the people that buy his courses finish them. Uh, Yeah. 3%. Think about that. We're selling a product that 97% don't even finish. I'm not talking about getting results. I'm talking about just finishing them. 
-hmm. Any other industry, they'd lock us up, right? Can you imagine going to a pub in London and 97% of the time you order a meal, they don't bring it to you? This is a, this is such a like a topic which has been core uh, for me in the development of GTEx. Uh, um, we created uh, all our courses uh, in a way that people can actually do things uh, in the room with us. In fact, like before going online, we were predominantly an event uh, physical training company. And our promise was, uh, you know, you're not going to do anything anyway by watching a bunch of videos. Come in, we do the work together, we present with you, we create a landing page with you, so then you have no excuses, it's done. Love it. And, Love and it. that's how we built uh, literally our entire business. And uh, so, so you you know how to do that, like. But he, and a lot of people when they first hear the concept, but still, of, well, but still with that, like I think the point I want to make, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, is that yeah. it requires so much work from us. And the insight that we got was that literally, no matter how much uh, um, goodwill people have in completing, finishing, something happens, they get distracted, and so it literally is on us to say now sit down and do it, yeah. which is not something <laughs> I signed up for at the beginning when I said I want to start this business. Yes. Well, and that's a really good point because you know you either are responsible for your clients getting results or you're not. You know, Dan Kennedy, bless his heart, one of the smartest marketers in the world. I met him in 1987. I was a young kid. I met him in the back room. I bought one of his books and oh, Mr. Kennedy, how are you? And I had all these notes and any advice, any advice, Mr. Kennedy? He said, Yes, my job's to sell you the shit. Your job's to use it. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I, first off, I'd never heard anyone say that word in public, <laughs> even though this was a back room, I was like, oh my gosh. And, but then I realized yeah. that was Dan, you know, his job was to sell it to us. Our job was to use it. Most of the industry should be saying that because that's how they operate. They really don't care whether you use it or not. Now sure. we believe that's not a smart model. Number one. And number two, if you build those other things in skills, accountability, mentorship, guess what? You can charge more. And you can guarantee results because you deliver better results, which is really cool. So that leads to the fourth thing, which is I call it anuraging your plan. The smartest business coach I know outside of Jay is a guy called Anurag Gupta. He specializes in taking companies from 10 million a year to a billion a year. That's Simone. A <laughs> and he has That's 100% a success rate. 100% success rate. Now, to be fair, if he, if he brings you on board and you don't listen, he fires your butt. <laughs> mm -hmm. So not 100% of the people that start with him get the result. But the guy is brilliant. And mm -hmm. one of the strategies he uses with all the companies he works with, he taught me one time. And I said, I got to teach other entrepreneurs this. This is brilliant. Do you mind if I teach it? And he said, yeah, go ahead. Spread the word. And so I call it anuraging your plan in honor of this guy, Anurag Gupta. But basically, if you have a goal, so let's say your goal is to add a $100,000 uh, or a hundred thousand euro or a hundred thousand, whatever it's going to be, a hundred thousand dollars to your business in the next year. Well, if you shoot for that, you're going to have problems. So the first thing you do is you double it and you're now shooting for 200,000. Okay. Then you find three separate redundant strategies, each capable of achieving 200,000. Yeah. So for the math majors out there, doubled it and three times is six times. Six times. So you're going for 600,000. You blow through 100,000. Our high ticket programs all guarantee a million in sales. 
we're about to launch a program in a few weeks where we're guaranteeing 10 million in sales. We've never done this before. That's stretching our comfort zone. Wow. But think about annualizing that one. Yeah. We're yeah. actually going to be shooting for a $100 million enterprise in order to get them to 10 million. That's what we're going to do with that. You mm -hmm. can do the same thing. When you, when you build the redundancies in, that's how you guarantee. If you think back to the major goals you set, did you get 18% of the way there? Because most of us failed to hit our goals. That's true. So let's be clear. That's true. That's but true. 18%, well, you know, unless we did nothing, we got, I can we get got a quarter can, of the way I can, there. I can, I can do a bit. I can do a bit yeah. of that. Yeah. So that's annualizing your goal. And then number five is the secret sauce. And I stumbled across this several years ago by reading a book from an author that I met called Frank Bria. The book was called Scale. Mm -hmm. And we actually partnered up and tested this strategy together. Link your payments to your clients' results. So in our high ticket program world, let's say it's a million dollar book launch. So we create a high ticket program and a book and we scale it and we guarantee a million in sales in 18 months. Mm -hmm. In that situation, we take 25% down and all the rest linked to results. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we don't refund the front elements. So they're committed. They're you're still, you're the still doing the work. They are doing, We're the, doing work. the work. We spend it helping them out. So the first part's not refunded, but all the subsequent payments are linked to the actual achievement mm -hmm. of the results not to a calendar right i see a lot of people say oh yeah we we guarantee results we let you spread out the payments yeah but you make me pay every month <laughs> that's not that's that's a link to a calendar not to my result right there's a difference yeah, yeah, you link yeah. it to your results suddenly people go well that's a no-brainer why wouldn't i work with you because uh, that your risk, my risk is much less than uh, the reward that I can get. Yeah. So now the question I would love to um, actually no, I'll, I'll leave the question later because I want to go. Well, I got one last point, and then we can yeah, jump up the, and open it for yeah, questions. Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, then we'll the last one is pretty so straightforward. Well. No surprise to you. Test and measure. Test and measure. Test and measure. Test and measure. You will find different things motivate your ideal target audience. It's not always money right? If you're in the financial services space, you can't guarantee a financial return. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. that's a whole separate thing about the irony of the law, preventing the people managing our money from guaranteeing a return on our money. <laughs> you know, somebody wrote that law that wasn't us, right? Like who would, who would say that's legal, you can't guarantee a return, but you're managing my money. Oh, I can't guarantee that's against the law, sir. Well, like, yeah. hey, wait a second. Well, the reality is, you can guarantee a return. It's just a lot of work mm -hmm. in the financial services world. So the vast majority don't. So what can they guarantee? Well, they can guarantee peace of mind. They can guarantee a joyful experience. They can guarantee less stress in your life. That There's you a number of other learn, ways to look at the non-monetary. You everything yourself, and then I can take care of that for you while you are doing something else. Or, or uh, we've got a gal that's created a, uh, a mastermind for corporate women, and she guarantees passive income of a certain amount per month within her first 12 months of her program. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Right. Cause really once you've made a lot of money and spent a lot of money, like I have the earning money is, is like, yeah, that's fine. But that's not the game. The game mm -hmm. is passive, passive and residual income. That's the game. Cause that's where you can have more impact and more leverage and more time off. True. That's also where the risk of your business failing goes down dramatically. Cause mm -hmm. if you've got, 
monthly recurring revenue, as the software folks love to say, right? Monthly recurring revenue, MRR, <laughs> that, you know, then you've got far less risk in your model. So that's the approach. You'll find you'll get literally nine times as many people raising their hand and about three times as many that you converge with a strong risk reversal. Uh, I, I Ooh, master's degree in 17 minutes. I like, I love all these six points. I hope that for everyone who's been listening right now, or if you're here in the room live with us, uh, then there's going to be time for a Q&A now where you can ask your questions. So get your questions ready because it's going to come in one minute for you. Um, if you're watching uh, live on the Facebook group, uh, then as well, ask your questions there. And if you're listening to the recording, make sure you stop whatever you're doing, jot the six points down, rewind, do whatever you can because uh, it is a game changer. It isn't a game changer in the way you approach your clients. And you know, the, you're definitely going to stand out from the majority of the competition because uh, not many people can put their, their, their money where their mouth is. And uh, if you can do you, that. Yeah, you'll stand out dramatically and you'll also be able to help people you never thought you could help before. Hmm. You know, we're, we're able to finance probably 40% of the people in our programs we finance in-house. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because you can if you're bringing in lots of revenue on the other 60%, you can finance in-house. Yeah. And we know we're going to get results. If they meet our approval process, we know we're going to get results. So financing them actually makes us more money. I love it. I love it. So we're able to it. be more generous, make more money, more impact. And, and it's such a fascinating combination. But for those of you that are sitting there going, oh, I could never do that. Just test it. Give Just it test it. Mm. I got to tell you one quick story. We had a guy that I met through one of our strategic alliance masterminds who introduced me to this guy called Josh. And Josh had a business of inviting your dream 100 on a podcast. And he did everything for you. And then they fell in love with you and wanted to do business. Gee, I wonder if you know that strategy, Simone. <laughs> right? Podcasts are great for building high trust relationships. So Josh, I said, Josh, how good are you at this? He says, I'm really Maybe good. Maybe you got on this call for that reason as well. <laughs> well totally. And, and so I said to Josh, I said, well, do you guarantee results? He said, no, but we've thought about it. And I said, well, here's a link to one of our master classes. Go watch it. You'll see the whole model. It's a game changer for you. Well, that was Thursday, this spring. By Tuesday, I get a video, one of those little bomb bomb videos. I get a video from him saying, Tom, you're not going to believe it. I watched the masterclass twice on the weekend. I took notes. I came up with an offer on yesterday, Monday. I called four prospects. I sold four $25,000 deals. Oh my God, you're a God. This risk reversal is amazing. Mm -hmm. He did $100,000 in a day just from watching a free training. And I was so proud of him. I love it. Since then, he's done 1.4 million. And, and, and here's the thing. It's less work than doing it the other way. True. Because if you can say, and we link 75% of your payment to results or 87.5% of your payment to results, you get through so many objections, yeah, including absolutely. the favorite one. What have you done this before? And my answer for someone who's, we coach our people when they're new programs to say immediately, well, of course not. You think I would finance 87.5% of it linking to results if I had? If I, if, I wasn't, if I wasn't sure about- If I'd proven it all out, I'd be charging you way more and half up front. Oh, yeah. Uh, Objection so, answered. 
that's that's brilliant so i want i want to answer i want to start now with uh with some questions so i know we have uh, mercy, mercy and parbish here so i know parbish you joined earlier so would you like do you have mercy a mercy i like that that's a great name do you have, do you have a question parbish do you want to mute yourself well i guess um I mean, what's interesting there, it sounds like you, you're, you know, genuinely providing consultancy work as opposed to what we're typically seen as uh, coaching. The the bigger thing there, though, is the, you know, if you, for a lot of people to, to guarantee results, it does te tend to cost more. So how are you identifying, you know, a better quality of um, target in the first place to, to go after yeah, good question. And we have uh, programs of our own that are coaching only and some that are more done for you consultancy style and, and our clients have a whole mix, hundreds of people in both worlds. So it works in either model. But what what is key is that you figure out how to build skills, accountability and mentorship either way, either way. So for example, in our done with you programs, that's how we describe coaching done with you versus done for you. In our done with you programs, you need to have a mastermind that the people are that your clients are all part of so they can hold each other accountable for what they say they're going to do. Because I know this is probably a shock to you, Parvesh, but people will say something and not do it. <laughs> no way. Imagine that. They'll say something and not do it. And so you need to have the systems of accountability. And we have found done right, a mastermind is an incredible tool for that because you build high trust relationships where you can say, come on, you promised us last week you'd have it done. Let's go. What can, how can we help you? How can it's not just you know complaining at you, it's also saying, How can we help you? What can we do to get you there? What can we do to push across the line? So, but it starts with the leader. It starts with you to say, you know what? I want to commit to delivering results. Then to your costing analogy, on average, our programs charge four times as much as the non-guaranteed competitor. Four times as much. Guess what? You have a lot of margin. You can hire experts. You can hire authorities. Oh, that podcasting guy I was telling you about, Simone, he, he literally in that program, because we now have partnered with him and we have a million dollar, we call it million dollar authority accelerator program. And it's a, we guarantee a million in sales in 12 months. We do our high ticket work. He does his podcast work and we merge mm -hmm. it all. Well, the podcast work, literally all you do is show up to do the interview and give them a list of your dream 100, everything else his team handles calling them, booking them, scheduling them, following up with them, preparing them for a good interview, scheduling the post-interview follow-up session because they find it works better as a separate call instead of the same call because there's more reciprocity building in their mind. Like all this stuff, he's got all, he's got this whole system down. And in fact, some of his clients don't even do the interview. Check this out. They actually hire a professional interviewer to do the interview. And it still builds authority for that authority. For that, so, for that brand, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can you can build in additional costs, Parvesh, when you, when you look at how do I guarantee results for my client? That's the key. Like, how do I guarantee results? Once you, once you ask that question, you can figure out a way to build it in. And the margins are so much better that you can pretty much work with best in class, not the cheapest you can find. There's a big answer, difference in the quality. Did you answer your question, Parbesh? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, probably about 90% uh, of the way there. 
Okay, what, what's what's missing in the other part? I guess the, the only other part there, you know, so is it is it merely through qualification questions that you or you are identifying? Oh, thank you. Yes. On the screening side, um, we use uh, high ticket programs. You don't pitch and pursue. You screen and qualify. If you've ever seen the book Spin Selling by, by Rackham, um, there's detailed research on this. Mm-hmm. You want to screen and qualify. When you guarantee, you must screen and qualify. Yeah. So we do that through the application process for what we call a strategy session. We ask a series of questions. And if they don't meet our, our minimum qualifications, we then send them an email saying, hey, you need more details here. And if they don't meet that, we say, you know what? It's not a good fit right now. Here's some free training. And we, and we don't even do the call. When we're on the call, the first half of the call is entirely designed to figure out, can we crush it for them? Can we absolutely positively crush it? If we're not sure, we don't even get into the offer. We don't even talk about it. Hmm. We basically say, you know, based on what we're saying, I'm not sure we can crush it for you. So I think we should wrap the call today at this point. I wish you the best and uh, I'll send you some free training follow-up and bye-bye. And you, you kick them off the call nicely, but you kick them off the call. Because once you're clear on who you want to play with, yeah. then you screen for that and you stick with that. And when you don't, I can personally tell you, you will regret it. <laughs> Occasionally, like it we play like with dolphins a bit of instead of sharks. <laughs> Pardon me? It looks like you had some experience on that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got scars. I got scars. Let me tell you guys, there's a reason why it's 87 businesses. <laughs> I, you know, in our model, we want to work with dolphins, not sharks, but there are what I call enlightened sharks. They look like a dolphin. They talk like a dolphin. They act like a dolphin, but underneath they're really a shark. Mm-hmm. They make lousy partners. They make lousy clients, sharks, because it's all about them. It's not about win-win. It's not about team. It's not about impact. It's about them. And they, by the way, they also are terrible in your mastermind because they come in and suck the life out and of the suck mastermind. The oh, yep. Yeah, I know, what you're, talking. I know what you're talking about. I you met them, right? You met them. You know what I'm talking them. about. I met a few yeah. of them. I want to move uh, now. We talk about the screening question. I'm aware of the time. So I want to move to Mercy as well. Uh, Mercy, do you have any question uh, for Tom? Yeah, actually, I did have a question. Um, um, he talked about strategy number four. Uh, where he talked about um, that guy and um, in, in order to set your goals. And so you, you said there's three, I don't know if it was redundant strategies, three redundant strategies. I'm having a tough time hearing um, Mercy. Um, Mercy, would you, mind, uh, would you mind typing your question just because your voice is very... Um, it's cackling robotic. in and out. We can only hear about one in 10 syllables, Mercy. Yeah. We want to make sure we get this right for you. So if you can type the question, then I will ask. Uh, I will ask Tom. So while while Mercy is typing the question, uh, Tom, uh, if someone wants to work with you, uh, be listening to the show, been either watching live or here listening to the recording on the podcast, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? Well, that's the cool part. When when uh, COVID hit, we decided the best way we can serve our world is by taking our most profit producing program and giving it away as scholarships. So we, we will give a link to you for the show notes. So Simone will have the link where we will give a $10,000 program away that will teach you how to create blueprint, validate and sell a high ticket program that guarantees results for your clients. Uh, it might be your first one. It might be your second one. It might be your next one. Um, we sell that program for $10,000. This is a full scholarship. Uh, so far this year, we've given out 
three and a half million dollars worth of scholarships uh and we're and we're not stopping we love it it's it's awesome it's the best way and now by the way that all happens within four months and it's got group coaching and accountability and success partners and templates and it's a full-on program and the reason we're doing it is we find two things number one it helps people that are stuck get out of being stuck mm -hmm. number two it creates a whole bunch of raving fans and we knew this was going to be a good part of our strategy we didn't know how good until we started doing it. We get referrals like crazy. We get people upgrading to other programs. We get people doing all kinds of stuff with us that monetize giving away yeah. the scholarship that we had not anticipated. I mean, we knew it'd be good for business to give away scholarships, but we had no idea it'd be this good, which is why we doubled down when COVID hit. We we're like, you know what? We got to give away. In fact, I ran a giveaway this summer. We got a bunch of other authorities together and we gave away 124 million in scholarships in 30 days. Wow. Across the globe. So uh, for those of you that have high ticket programs, you should consider testing this as well. It can be a great way to make your business work. Now, keep in mind, you need like tiers or you need other things because if you give away your core, then there's no revenue. Then there is then nothing more. Then it's called a hobby. <laughs> it. <laughs> it's called a hobby, not a business, right? That's not what we're talking about. But So I'll get you a link to that or you can just connect with me on LinkedIn. If you search my last name, M-A-T-Z-E-N, M-A-T-Z-E-N for any Yanks listening in. Um, and uh, there's only one Tom on LinkedIn and there's about, I don't know, 20,000 connections. So you can find me pretty easily on LinkedIn and there are links to the scholarship. There's links to other training. Um, we're a big fan of giving away high value training. and, and ah, That's, always that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, and now we're going to move to the question with Mercy and uh, the Mercy asked. Uh, and the, uh, the links are in the show notes. So make sure if you are listening to the recording right now, scroll down, get the links, connect with Tom and get access to the uh, the scholarship, which uh, okay, if you're listening and you're not doing it, I'll be thinking you're crazy. So just do it. <laughs> do it right now. <laughs> uh, Mercy's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, Simone, we have a 97% podcast host application rate. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> to apply too uh, we love it i'll, I'll apply I'll we love apply. it we love it because then people more people get impacted so i saw mercy's question you want me to tackle that uh yeah go ahead if uh, let me read a question first so if mercy asked you mentioned in strategy four about three redundant strategies can you give some example please Thanks. yeah so i called that anuraging your plan there are three different ways to do this mercy okay and in the time we have i can't get through all of them in detail but think of it this way. You've got an offer. You can have three different ways to drive traffic to that offer. So you Facebook ads, LinkedIn connections, and JV partners could be an example. Three different ways to drive lead. You could also have three different audiences, right? So high ticket programs work for authorities. They work for local experts. And they work for nonprofits that want to raise capital for the nonprofit business. So our high ticket program could have three different audiences or ideal target markets, we call it. Some people call it avatars. I don't like that term because it's not make-believe. This is real. Ideal target markets are real people with real impact. So we use that term. But you can have three different audiences. And then you can also have three different offers. You can have three different offers. Now, this last two strategies, don't try them first. Just try three different ways to fill your existing offer. But as you grow and scale your business, we actually recommend all three of these you build redundancy in. And so three different offers, like our core program is creating high ticket programs for people. 
That's our core. But we also have our million dollar book launch division where we take that same idea of creating a high ticket program and we build a book and a strategic philanthropy book launch and we guarantee a million in sales around it. So it's a very different application of the same skill sets in our business, right? And then we have a local area mastermind program where we have people run chapters of local masterminds. Typically they're business coaches or local authorities and they can add six or even seven figures of income running high-end masterminds. Related, synergistic, but completely different audience, completely different audience. So you can have three different offers. You can have three different target markets for your offer, and you can have three different ways to fill your initial offer conversion event, whatever it happens to be. That's, does that help Mercy? Am I getting through? Does that? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting a nod. Excellent. Thank you. That's brilliant. So I'm aware of the time. It's time to wrap up the show. Uh, Tom, uh, Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for uh, for sharing your wisdom. Definitely, uh, I see people that uh, I can just imagine uh, people just listening right now and taking notes like crazy. So there was one thing you can do. Make sure you reach out to Tom and let him know the impact that uh, this interview has made in your life. What are you going to do as a result of this? Because I'm sure that he would love to know. Um, where this information, is impact that is making is landing. So make sure that you let Tom know. Uh, having said that uh, as well, uh, reach out to Tom, uh, um, get the, the scholarship, get the link to the scholarship, which is going to be in the show notes. And uh, um, until next time, always remember that together we grow exponentially. I'll see you next episode. Bye, everyone. And thank you, Tom. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for making time. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.